Thanks for stopping by the Armed and Ready podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wood, the VA loan guy. Today we have Christopher Paul with us. He's a veteran and a local realtor in the San Diego market. And we're going to talk about some real estate and the VA loan. Let's go check it out. Hi, I'm Jason Wood, the VA Loan Guy, host of the Armed and Ready podcast, and today's episode is a great one. We have a guest with us who is prior service in the real estate business, Chris Paul. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are thanks you? Thanks for coming. Thank you. Appreciate thanks for having, having me. Really appreciate it. So um, on our show, we like to talk about all things kind of military and entrepreneurialism, and um, I think the neat tie that you and I have is we're both in the same industry. So right. maybe we can talk a little real estate too. Sure. Um, but why don't you give our, our audience a little background on you, starting with kind of your military service. Sure. And what can what was in your brain that made you want to go join the military? <laughs> and then how did you end up here? And what did you do? And tell us that whole story. Great, great. Well, uh, military service for me was the Marine Corps. And I grew up in a small town in the northern Sierras, up in northern California. And when you get in, I had this uh, thing that I observed uh, uh, pretty pretty quickly is that a lot of the guys were just like me, small town guys from, you know, grew up hunting and fishing and that kind of thing. So the military was really a, a pretty natural fit for me. So I went in right out of high school, went into the Marines and was a radio operator, cross-trained as a forward observer and in a unit called Angleco, uh, Air and Naval Gunfire Liaison Company. Got to do some of the fun stuff like uh, airborne school and, you know, oh, the cool. little rubber boats and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, got to do some travel as well too. So that was fun. And, you know, we'd work in small, small teams that were attached to uh, army and allied units. So worked with some foreign uh, forces and uh, with some of our, uh, some of our army forces as well too. And uh, pretty much on all kinds of bases and all over the, all over the country and world. So that's what I did. And uh, great stuff. Uh, How long were you in? So I was in for eight years and okay. left as a left as an E five sergeant and uh, nice. and did that and um, went into education after that. So got my bachelor's, and master's degree, and into education a teacher, and then later a professor. Taught um, at the community college level, taught philosophy, did that. And real estate for me was something that, like most of us, we go into it sideways. So you start somewhere and then you get the real estate bug, and then next thing you know, it's you're into it and then you love it, right? And for me, it was just like that. So the great thing about real estate is it's really been able to circle all three of these things for me. So just the the real estate bug itself, but then going back to the educational part of it, I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, a, a, a teacher at heart, right? I, I've got the right. heart of a teacher and want to convey that to my, my clients and also just the industry. And then thirdly, the military, uh, aspect is just dear to me as well too and being in San Diego County we've got so many active military and prior service that we're working with that I want to make sure that we can just give that extra angle to you know yeah yeah absolutely I mean we're in the thick of it here I mean you, there's military everywhere so right. your prior service it's I mean I've, I found myself oftentimes going man maybe I should just sign back up like it's just you know like just that that pull and that that camaraderie and kind of that hoorah spirit is just it's here you know you can feel yeah. it um, which is really neat. Um, so, um, any cool deployments? Um, well, probably my favorite was, uh, was Korea. Did uh, Valiant Blitz in Korea. That was fun. And, uh, that was a good time. I think that was my favorite one. 
and um, was injured in the Gulf War, but spent the war at Pendleton. It was uh, part of my unit went over and they were in the thick of everything and I spent the war at Pendleton, so I, I didn't go over, but had it gone any longer, I would have been right in the middle of it. So, yeah. and then I was out before the, you know, the more recent uh, war on terror occurred. So I was out well before that happened. But, um, but yeah, I am working with a lot of those guys that are back. So, I mean, I was just sitting down with a fellow agent yesterday. He was sharing with me uh, his stuff that he was doing. He was uh, Air Force uh, Special Ground Security and uh, Military Police de uh, Detachment and uh, three tours in Afghanistan, two in Iraq. So he had a lot of trigger time and just a, a lot of action that he saw. And, you know, being prior service to, um, I'm the kind of guy he opens up to. He doesn't tell those stories, those gritty stories to everybody. Sure. I've had, I've had first time buyers who, um, you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I've seen this pattern more than once, but you see this, this quiet, stoic veteran there and then the chatty wife and the wife's doing all the talking and everything and showing these these two a property and she takes off okay honey I'll see you later and then he and I are just kind of small talking and then it comes out I hear about the story about the IUD and why he has the tinnitus and why he still looks for roadside bombs as he's driving down the road right oh, those kinds yeah. of stories and so that kind of connection really builds a, a great client agent relationship and I really you know, I really treasure that whenever I can, you know, offer that. Yeah, I think it's it's super important, you know, in our industry because, you know, people are buying a home. That's it's a big decision, and um, and it's hard it's hard to find people that you can trust. I mean, you're dealing with commissioned salespeople, right? Both on the real estate side and the mortgage side. So of course, everyone's going to tell you yes, right? Because they want their commission sale, right? And I think I think when you're when you're dealing with somebody who is prior service, I think there's, at least for me, and I know I know for you and, and many others that are prior service in our industry, that the heart, their heart is in it for the right reason, right? They're gonna, right. they're not gonna say yes just to make that sale or get that loan. I mean, they're, right. they're really, I mean, we're in it to help them, right? And to right. really set them up for success, right? For their real estate success. And for a lot of people that, you know, you and I work with, they're, you know, they're, they're only here for three to five years. Yeah. And then they're out again. So it can't just be yes, because there's got to be a future plan, you know? Yeah. And um, so um, let me ask you this. So this year we've seen um, biggest change to the VA loan, which I'm sure, you know, you're, you deal with a lot with your clients, uh, but no more, no more income cap or sorry, no more loan limit. And right. um, so how's that? Have you seen that impact your business? Have you seen it impact your business yet? It's, Implementation is new as of January, but what are you what are you seeing with it? Right. Well, I haven't personally encountered that yet. Anybody who would have been in that situation, um, the San Diego County loan limit was fairly high anyway, and then based on you know the income and the affordability, um, you know most people were within that range anyway. So where I could see that really playing in would be somebody who is already separated from the service gone off and got a pretty lucrative civilian career and then are coming back in and, and doing it and, and making that purchase at that point and they've got the income to support that, you know, that that no loan limit kind of loan, right? Yeah. So I haven't and that sounds like a really good client, right? A yeah. good sale. Yeah. I haven't had any of those yet. Most of my a lot of my my folks are, are young guys. And one of the last ones I sold recently was a uh, uh, Marine first lieutenant and his wife and sold him a property in Oceanside. And uh, 
they were, you know, he was well qualified, but he had money, family money that he was putting into the, the deal as well too, to try to bring his payment down. So he yep. was payment sensitive, even as an officer. So I think I'm seeing a little bit more of that. So, I mean, that's, it's there, it's good that it's there. I think it's um, anything we can do to greater serve our military, to, to make sure that we can say yes to more people in a responsible way, in a way that ultimately benefits them, then I'm all for it. So that's where we get that sense of stewardship. You know, we are, you know, if we're doing it right, guys like you and me, we're, we're playing the long game, not the short game. We may say, okay, these guys are short term with us, PCSing and three to five years, or they're buying this as a first time property out later at another time. But really the, we have to play the long term, right? What is in these, these families' best interest for the long run. And um, really that's the perspective, you know, that I want to make sure I take, and I know you do too, so. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot more questions from people because of the new change. And I think, I haven't really seen a whole lot of activity of people going, oh, I want that million dollar loan now. Right. But it sure has sparked a lot more interest, which I think that part of it alone has been really good for like the active duty military folks. Mm -hmm. that They've heard of this and they're going, oh, whoa, wait a second. You have this benefit, right? And I. And the military does such a good job of training us to be sailors and, and warriors and, and leadership and all that stuff, but they really don't teach us much when it comes to finances and, and the benefits that you get while and, and post-serving. Um, so I think that's been a, a neat residual effect because now I, I notice I'm getting a lot more conversation about, okay, buying a house. And I've been talking to a lot of people recently about creating that strategy, that real estate wealth building strategy and you know the they get stationed here in San Diego and home prices here compared to Alabama are quite a bit different right and so they there's there's that shock factor here they go well I got the BAH I can use the VA loan I'll be good and and what we're really doing is is talking to them a lot about the strategy of okay let's look at let's think about buying here and then the house after this right and we don't know where you'll get stationed to but let's let's talk about that because you can use your VA loan more than once you can have more than one VA loan at a time so now we really get in I've been having a lot of those strategy conversations of okay let's do some entitlement calculations let's figure out um, you know if you ended up getting shipped back east let's be a little more conservative here make sure that this is a property that's going to cash flow in the future for you so you can go to Florida or Georgia or North Carolina wherever you're going next or Virginia right. and buy use VA again right you know, and start buying homes as you go to these different duty stations mm -hmm. um, are you having similar conversations with people on that type of thing I have. I've had some of those where, um, in fact, this uh, couple that I was just was talking about, their intention is to make that property a rental property in the long run. And, you know, we'll see if that's what they do or not, but I think there's a good chance that they will make that a rental property, fix it up to a certain extent, and then move and make another purchase another time, which may be local or out of the area. So, so yeah, exactly right. I love the idea of just, you've got this subsidized payment in the form of a BAH. So you're, it's, it's helping you make your payments. So you've got your, you've got your, your base income plus your the BAH and um, gosh it's even if it doesn't quite factor even if it is a little bit less or a little bit more expensive than rent you're you've got your mortgage interest deduction you are insulated against 
rent increases, you've got ownership of your own, and then you've got the benefit of the appreciation. So you're leveraging this to the max. It, if you're if you're doing a 100% financing on it, you're really leveraging to the max the ability to um, to uh, enjoy that appreciation and. Real estate is the number one builder of personal wealth for the common man like you and I, right? right. So, um, so you know, our guys are out on the on the tip of the spear who are risking their lives for us, who are out there um, facing danger and ready to stand up and say, you know, say I will for our country, for you and me. Um, this is something we can do for them is, is to coach them and encourage them in this way and just do it with a sense of like, how would I... How would I treat my very very best clients? How would I treat my family? This is the treatment you get. This is the advice you get. This is the counsel you get. These are the opportunities we want to try to create for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I talk to people, same thing, right? You got the BAH, you got the mortgage interest deduction, you've got the equity appreciation. Like while you're active duty is probably the smartest time to be buying real estate. And that BAH is tax free. And I, um, I've had some conversations with people and they're like, oh, well, you know, that, that payment's a little more than my BAH. I'm going, yeah, but you have your regular wage, and so what if it's a hundred bucks out of your regular wage on top of your BAH? Here's all the, the upside to it, right? And just think, one day you won't be in the military, mm-hmm. and you won't have BAH anymore. Right. So, you know, when you start putting some of that into perspective, it, it really starts to make a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's super, super smart. Um, how do you, how do, what do you see in, in in as a realtor and you're dealing with other real estate agents as you're making offers and accepting offers and that type of thing um, what are you seeing today when it comes to the VA loan and having a, a VA offer and I mm. I mean this is I've been in the business for this is my 18th year so I've right. I've seen I've seen it where you know it was like ooh VA loan oh my gosh right. to where now it is more accepted more people are starting to understand it a little bit and, and not be as fearful of it. Right. I still run into agents sometimes um, that still have that fear of oh my gosh no way I've heard VA is horrible which is not the case the VA is slam dunk amazing. Um, so what do you see realtor to realtor in with regards to? VA loan and like VA offers, whether you're on the buying side or the or the selling side, what are you what are you seeing on that? You know, that's I'm glad you asked that. That's such a great question, and especially the way you put it. So, I see almost a little bit of uh, of a, a two sidedness. On the one hand, people want to be really quick to wave the flag and say, "Hey, we love our veterans, and thank you for your service, and all that kind of stuff." And on the other hand, it comes into a competitive situation with multiple offers, and you line up these offers, and you've got okay. Here's this cash investor from with overseas money. Here's this guy who's got another house that he's selling and he's putting a bunch of money down on this property and he's doing a conventional loan. Here's somebody with an FHA loan and they're putting down three and a half percent down and asking for closing costs. Then, then there's a VA loan where, what, you're putting zero down? Like the on its surface, an unskilled person might think, well, gosh, that's the least attractive offer of the bunch. So we as professionals really have to advocate for our clients. We have to educate 
others in the profession as well too. So if you've got multiple offers and the VA loan is on its surface the least attractive of the bunch to an unskilled eye, then that's where you and I have to come in as professionals and, and one, educate that other professional and then second, make sure that we can make a strong case for the, the merits of our clients. So, you know, the, the, the education piece is this, that the VA loan will close quickly. It's not going to be a long time consumptive process. And second, this is a high performing loan. I mean, this is a, that even the, uh, the, the 100% down is not indicative of a person's ability to close the loan and pay the loan and perform on the loan. This, furthermore, I would say that this is a person of valor, someone who stood up and said, said, I will for our country, who took that, that oath of honor, and this is an entitlement that they've had. And far be it from us to deny them something that they worked hard to earn and something that's been given to them to help them achieve the dream of home ownership. So not only are you aligning yourself with a good performing loan product, you are doing something to actually help somebody who helped you. You're, you're, this is a, an act of service yeah. to somebody who's faithfully served us. and you know, it's, it's that kind of pitch that I want to make in, in presenting an offer and, and getting accepted. Well, statistically too, the VA loan is actually the best performing loan, the lowest foreclosure rate of any loan product and the average credit score of uh, a VA borrower is 700. That, and that's kind of nationwide. And so you compare that against some of these other loan types, which, you know, the agents are seeing these offers and giving them additional weight. In, in actuality, if you were to break down and look at the stats, the FHAs and the conventionals, globally speaking, are worse performers from, um, you know, the quality of borrower and their ability to continue to make payments and everything else. And the VA far outshines that. Well, in this too, it's the it's the about the uh, the part about uh, performing in the transaction to just close the transaction because the seller might say, "I don't care what happens once I'm gone," right? Mm -hmm. But even just to to get to the closing table, right? Um, your people are the, a veteran's moving here. They've got a they've got a there's someone with a demonstrated history of following through on commitments, right? Right. That, I mean that speaks volumes. Whereas you know a cash buyer, our cash buyers can be sometimes notorious for going in and get deep into a transaction, wanting to renegotiate the loan. And here you got what you think is a meeting of the minds, and then nope. Once you've got to where you're starting to make plans and commitments elsewhere, then you are bent over a barrel and being asked to renegotiate terms or price or something like that. So there's there's risk in these other ones and there's some actually some safeguards with a VA loan and, and being a seller choosing a, a veteran or military buyer um, by contrast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. What are, what are you seeing with, um, with the market, the local market, the San Diego real estate market? I hear, I have conversations a lot with people. I think there's a, a lot of people out there that still have that fear looming in the back of their head from, you know, 08, 09. And they're, they're just terrified right. that it's going to happen again. And, and they may not have even been in the real estate market at that point, but now they, they have this, the great recession in, in the back of their brain, holding them back. And I have a lot of conversations with people about it, kind of explaining my point of view on the market and stuff, but I'm interested to hear, you know, what, what your point of view is someone who's actually selling the homes on what do you think the San Diego housing market is like? And, you know, is it, is it worth investing in? Do you th are we headed for a crash? Do you think things are looking good? What's the future look like in your eyes? Well, great question. So, you know, there's, 
it's understandable to be afraid, um, but there's something. Uh, but it's not the same as like having your having those fears based on sound reasons, right? And those reasons for being afraid just aren't there like they were a decade ago. That this, you know, we we just don't have those dangerous loan products and and uh, and the the craziness that was going on in in lending and real estate at that time. Today's market, by contrast, is being driven by actual supply and actual demand. And the truth is we have more buyers than we do have sellers. And um, and that is going to continue to drive prices upward. You look at other markets throughout the state, throughout the country, and even worldwide, and you see that um, the kind of market we have right now is the kind of market they, that they wish that they had bought in 10, 20 years ago, you you look at you know at certain foreign markets, for instance, New York City, for instance. I mean, they would love to go backwards to a market like like San Diego has right now. So at the end of the day, it's about supply and demand. Currently, right now, we're at about 25 percent fewer homes on the market here in the the first month of of 2020 that we had at the same point in 2019, which was also a slow year. So it's a very strong seller's market. The there's a, a saying that somebody said recently, and I think it's very true, is that spring is happening earlier every year. There are buyers out there buying homes right now in January, locking up deals um, so that they are um, in a little bit less of a competitive market than if they were to wait into April. And these are some buyers that are actually wanting to move in the summer. So they're jumping the gun an awful lot earlier just so they can have the certainty of, of getting the home that they want. They see the right home, they're pouncing on it because they may not have that other chance. So it's up to guys like us to educate sellers as well as buyers and let them know there are ways of making this move that doesn't leave you homeless and doesn't leave you with two mortgage payments, but helps you to do a transition from one, a trade-in if you will, from one home to the other and basically free up your home for somebody else who'd come in and purchase it and then go on to the home of your dream or your that's suitable for you and not be you know held hostage at a home because there's nothing to buy it's just not true and you know it's just time to work with somebody who can who can educate you on that process right 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 yeah I had a conversation just yesterday with a veteran um, who was asking kind of a similar question on, on the market and what he you know what we saw and stuff and I just um, watched a video by Barry Habib who's really well known um, kind of economic person when it comes to mortgage-backed securities, a 10-year um, treasury yield and stuff as all that pertains to mortgage and interest rates and stuff. And um, and he has a really good eye for kind of predicting and, and looking at historical charts and stuff. And he had a, he put up a really neat chart in this video that I saw. And it was basically showing um, inventory levels over like the past 20 years in the U.S. Right. And it showed you know, um, that 2004 to 2007 period when real estate was just going bananas right. and inventories were very high, the highest they've ever been. And then we had a sharp decrease, right? When we had the recession and everything else. And, right. and fast forward to where we are today and those inventories are, are low. They're some of the lowest we've seen in a long time, which um, kind of more solidifies the point of we're not heading for a housing crash or housing problem, we have a supply issue. So really the reverse is, is right. poised right now. Right. And just local trends are such also that it's encouraging more um, just 
infill of properties and not the large development of properties that would create additional you know housing tracks per se and particularly of affordable housing that so really the the smart thing to do is jump in when you can plan on it taking possibly longer than you think um, be super aggressive listen to your realtor and your loan officer when you um, when you go to work on this um, don't listen to to HGTV or you know the the armchair agent that's uh, that's back at home who is you know telling you about how to discount the the price and that kind of stuff because you're just going to end up um, without a house and you're going to end up losing in the long run, right? So yeah, absolutely. It's it really is um, about the the team that you assemble, right? I mean, if you're looking to, to purchase a home, it takes more than one person to pull it off anyway. So it's it's important to engage the right professionals so you can get the right advice, right? And right. and that might be a family member, but oftentimes the family member may not be the right person to be on the team with you, right? It might be your realtor, your loan officer, maybe your tax guy, maybe maybe your right. financial guy. Um, you know, someone that's familiar with the local market, familiar with real estate and who's done it, right? Not not the loan officer, or the agent that does two transactions a year, like someone who's who's in the thick of it, doing it every single day and is practiced with right. it. And I think um, we see a lot of times in our industry people touting the uh, length of years that they've been in the industry. I've been in 20 years or 35 years or whatever, and they're they're doing a transaction periodically, and that's that's almost enough to stay rusty, you know. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 critical that you know they pair up with with guys like us who who are in it and and our hearts are in it, right? And right. so and we're doing it every day, helping to to guide them and, and make good decisions. Well, the other thing too is just when did they do their transactions? So if they had a distinguished career, but it was ten years ago, entirely different market than it is now. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're so much different in the market. I mean. Hello, like smartphones, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so and you probably remember faxing offers, seeing faxed offers, yeah, right? And absolutely. the carbon copy ones. Oh, world apart right now, and it's changing further still. So it's an exciting time to be in real estate. I mean, real estate is always going to be needed. We're always going to need a roof over our head. It's about supply and demand. It's I think going to maintain itself. I don't think it's going to be supplanted by something like by Bitcoin as the as the investment vehicle for choice of the of the of the common person, right? It's right. going to be your best wealth builder out there. So, you know, there's the Chinese proverb, the the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. <laughs> the next best time right now. So, and real estate's just like that. Thanks for checking in today. If you have any questions on anything you heard, please reach out to us at valoanguy.us.